infopolitikin.com. Hey, this is Darius Allen from Sign Smartphone. I'm Poe Politicking with Poe. Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com. I'm now politicking with the entrepreneur, investor, author, speaker, Darius Allen. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well, man. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah. All right. So man, the first thanks for having thing, me. Yeah. So the first thing, like I said, I just described a lot of things. So I just want to talk about your background and how did all that happen? You caught that passion for business. Yeah, so, you know, my education is, you know, I'm a programmer by education, and I was kind of forced into being an entrepreneur, which is, is a good thing. You know, I always had an entrepreneur spirit. Um, in college, uh, you know, I, I bought an ATM machine. You know, no one knew I owned it. You know, it was back in the day before uh, McDonald's was accepting debit cards, and so all, everyone had an ATM card, you know, so you have to go to ATM to get cash out, so I put an ATM inside of the McDonald's, but... Um, you know, it, I, I got forced into it by, by not being able to get the job that I was promised in college. A, a lot of us, you know, roll into that false promise that college is, is the answer. Hey, I'm going to college, I'll be successful. And, uh, you know, we always been, met with the rude awakening that college is not the answer for us 100% of the time. You know, it's more to just getting education. Uh, college kind of teach you how to be... Uh, I guess, and a great employee, but it don't really teach you how to be wealthy and, and, and to live out your, your life dreams and live the American dream for the most part. Yeah, and I read you play college football at Auburn? Yeah, yeah, so I went to the Auburn University. So you wouldn't like play football, I'll play running back. Uh, I, yeah, I would say, they don't, they don't. I'd say that again? They don't do the, uh, like, the stereotypical, you know, they always think the football players, all we care about is football, and you don't care about business. So you, you always was thinking about business, even when you was playing sports. Yeah, yeah, I was, because that's a game. You, you got to play everything for, for what it is. They have their own agenda they're trying to push. Yeah. They want to sell tickets. They want to win games. They want to get to bowl games and make more money for the university. Um, fortunately, uh, Auburn was... Uh, because cared about us enough to have a, a great uh, uh, counseling department for uh, their, their athletes. So they really want us to be successful off the field as well. So I, um, I can't really speak for other universities, but I, I can say that Auburn gave us every opportunity to be successful off the field as far as uh, getting our education and building resources and networking. And that kind of brings me to, to a book I wrote. I, I wrote a book. It's called From Athletics to Business. Mm-hmm. It talked about the whole academic of how most athletes can broke after retiring and how athletes can be successful off the field. And so this book really highlights the part of building relationships uh, during that college time, man, you, you, you can't believe how much alumni really adore 
and admire these student athletes, and they're not, they're just not taking advantage of it. And speaking of relationships, I was going to ask you: Do you have any? Uh, who were some of your coaches and mentors growing up? You know, it, I, I had to do a little a little balancing act of taking positive uh, influences and learning from them, and but most importantly, taking the negative influences and learning what not to do. Uh, a lot of my behavior probably came from learning what not to do. I, I got I got five brothers, you know, I got four older brothers, mm-hmm. and so they made a lot of mistakes, and so I had to learn to what not to do from them. Uh, and then athletics, football, and track and all that stuff, it, it taught me discipline, and and some of the coaches uh, that that I've been involved with kind of led me in the right direction. So I was able to see that, you know, there, there's more to life than, you know, this negative road, this negative path that, that's in my face. I grew up in Detroit, so, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot, and there's a lot out there. And I was going to ask you, so I was reading, like, Warren Buffett. I know he spends, like, five or six hours a day reading on personal development. So how much time do you spend on personal development, and, like, what do you do? Man, so, I mean, that is the key. It's research, research, research. Uh, a lot of people say they want to be successful, they want this, but they want that. They do not do enough to master their craft. They got to be the master of what they do. So learning and reading from other people is one of the most important things. And so even when I was in college, I adopted this when I was in college. I, I will get every business magazine in the bookstore, and I will read it from cover to cover. Even, I didn't even know what half the stuff I was reading was about. But, you know, a few years later, it all clicked. So uh, I suggest people to read magazines because magazines are current. And there's, there's you know, there, a book can be a year or two old. Right now, a lot of content is current. So we have to be current on what's going on now. And so even though magazines may be a few months behind, they, they still peek into the future in industries that haven't became mainstream yet to allow a young entrepreneur to either compete in that industry or to learn from someone how they did it, how they made it now, than to learn historically. Okay. And I want to ask you something about your current ventures. So we see the shirt, um, CM, Siam, yeah, Siam, like Siamese, you know, okay. two things joined together, like Siamese twins. So Siam. So Siam smartphone, the dual screen phone. Um, this is our first generation. Uh, we have a second generation that's coming out here f- fairly soon. Um, we also have the uh, tablet projector. That's really cool. Um, it's, all, it's a projector. It's also it's a tablet, but it's also a projector. Uh, one of the coolest part about coolest parts about this is that uh, it's like under uh, three hundred bucks. So it's really affordable. Um, whether you're in a presentation or you just want to chill at home, watch watch movies with, with your family, with your, your kids or something like that. You know, get full HD quality projector That's uh, for less than 300 bucks. So that, this is one of our new products now. Um, did pretty well on Christmas time. Uh, you can actually fill up a wall that's 120 by 120. And then what's the website? Website is sciencesmartphone.com, www.sciencesmartphone.com. Okay. And then I know you're, you're really big in the tech too, right? Yes. Yes. So how did how did you how did you fall in love with that? Man, so being a programmer and being around 
technical stuff, it, it got me really emerged in devices and software. I, I mainly was on the software side of things for a long time. I, I still program now. Uh, I still have several apps in the, in, in the Play Store. And, and uh, but So getting to building a device was, was kind of a, 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 a tricky, funny story because it was more like it was more of a time and play. Uh, I'm not really in the device or manufacturing space. I wasn't before. And, and so I really wanted to do something that was game changing, different and, and build a brand. And I found the opportunity within the phone market because a lot of the phones, you see the Apple, the Samsungs, you know, they're really, really eerily similar, you know, give or take a megapixel in the camera or software function here and there. The hardware stuff is really similar. So I knew that there was more technology to offer. So I said, hey, I can build a company that can build affordable devices, electronics, and also bring out better technology. So that's what pretty much, that's what science stands for for the most part. All right, and then you were saying build a brand. So I just want you to talk about, I guess, give us tips for building a brand. Because even people don't understand now, like you even have a person, even if you don't have a business per se, a lot of people are personal brands, like just them themselves. So what, what are right. the tips? You know, so building a brand is a long haul, right? So it doesn't really happen overnight. It's not a, a switch of a finger and it happens. A lot of times when they see brands that for us come out of nowhere, but they've been around for years. Like, you know, Tesla came out and, you know, actually they launched a company in 2003. You know, it really didn't become a popular thing to, you know, seven years later. So building a brand is really key to have rich content. So whatever industry you're in, you know, have rich content, you know, constantly put content out there that people uh, are interested in. Um, also, constantly engage your audience. You know, you're your brand, so people want to know about you and what you're doing and how you're doing it. So you got to constantly engage your audience. Um, you know, you have to be social. Yeah, that's one of the things that's, that, that kind of you have to do even though when you think people aren't paying attention, they're paying attention. So that's why, you know, you may see me at the Super Bowl with celebrities or All-Star or Grammys. Um, I'm not groupy. I just got to be out there, got to be social, and you get more doctors, more followers, and you get more people interested in your brand. So, you know, that, that's, that's a few tips that I think is important, and it's not, and it's not going to happen overnight. So it, it takes a while. Press is, is, is important, too. Um, a lot of people forget about press. They, they think that, oh, if I do X, Y, and Z, it's going to happen on the stuff. No, you got to build relationships with, with, with press. That's one of the key components. So we got to branding, but then I know I, I noticed a lot of people, they'll, they'll have a brand and a lot of people know them, but then they won't have products. So then can you give us some tips on like creating products? <clears throat> yeah, so creating products is... You know, you have, like I said before, you have to be a master of whatever industry you're in. Mm -hmm. So that way you can know what kind of product to create. Uh, mm -hmm. And then developing the engineers. I mean, a lot of people aren't engineers. So like with me, I'm, I'm a software engineer, but I'm not a mechanical engineer. So I, I went out and, and scoured the, the best mechanical engineers and electronical engineers to help build my devices. So it's okay to... You know, know your lane, know what you're good at, and but also bring in experts for things that you need. Uh, but um, sourcing products, a lot of electronics, depending on what type of product it is, you know. So a lot of electronics is coming out of China, um, and then you have other other areas where other products are 
other things are really being manufactured, mass mass produced. A lot of things aren't, aren't produced here in the U.S. So you really got to know where your product's being produced at, and and, and find a uh, either find a factory. Well, a lot of people don't have money to buy a factory, uh, but find a factory to, to work with, or, or or buy a factory that can handle your needs. Then gonna take us home to the I guess the most important part um, part probably is selling. So get some tips on how can we, once we, we brand and we're, we're creating products, how can we sell our products? You know, uh, a lot of things, uh, a lot of, the one thing about selling is that most people don't understand, you have to have a, a value added proposition. You know, why am I going to buy this product from you? You know, is it, it's not always about price. So, uh, you know, I speak to some people sometimes, they say, hey, uh, man, I'm, 10% cheaper than my competitors, 20% cheaper than my competitors. You have to sell who you are and what you do, most importantly, before you sell price. Because price is not always the determining factor. Because if you're getting an inferior product, or if a customer assumes they're getting an inferior product, then it won't work. So you have to build value in your product or service first before anything in order to sell it. And from there, it's just reaching out to those contacts and, and your followers of your brand, and they'll organically spread the word. All right. And I was going to say, so we kind of hit a lot, a lot of topics, but I guess what, what would you say the best piece of advice you received from somebody? What was it? One of the best pieces of advice is that success is least, not only. You know, you see a lot of people make it and, you know, in our words, we say, oh, they fell off. No, they, you know, it's just the evolution of things. The same things that you did to be successful, you have to continue to do those things in order to stay successful. Mm -hmm. So don't get complacent, you know, just continue to grind hard and work hard and, uh, you know, you'll stay successful. Now, how would you define success? See, See, success is different to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, success at four is, you know, or let's say two, is, is going to the restroom and by yourself, right? <laughs> and then success at 90 is, is going to the restroom by yourself. Uh, so it, it, it's really, you know, a lot of people get, get confused, get money and, and being rich and being successful confused. There's a lot of people that's unhappy and, and that's rich and a lot of people that that's happy and, and don't have much right. so i think success is happiness so whatever makes you happy and that's that's success if you wake up and you're happy every day and you're happy all day then you're successful so you're saying like if you're not mine what's that peace of mind yeah you know that comes with it you know you gotta have peace of mind to be happy so if if you're happy you know you're happy with what you do is work even if you're working a job because I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. So if you're working a job every day and you're happy, cool, you're successful. I don't think working a job is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not for you. But some people, they love it. Alright, and I say, is there any causes that you support that you like to talk about? Man, I, I really think, you know, as the African-American community, we need to really get a sense of community with ourselves again. Um, so that, that's one of the causes I'm, I'm focused on now is, is that having a sense of community and a, and a sense of purpose and unity and doing business with each other and working together and actually um, having that type of relationship that you have that you see other cultures have cultures have you see the Asian community, you know, they have their own they have communities. So you go to Chinatown or even, you know, you may go to another part of town where it's majority um, Indians or even 
uh, people of African descent, like the Africans may have their own community. You know, they, they do business with each other, they work together and, and do things uh, as a community. I, I think African-Americans need to have a sense of community in order for us to have any type of uh, power in the United States and leverage. Yeah, so, I mean, I know a lot of times they say, like, uh, the re reason, like, black people don't want to do because we always trying to find a discount. Like, oh, it should be free. We, I'm hooking you up. They look at it like, I'm buying your product, so I should get a discount. Are you, mm -hmm. are you dealing with that or you don't deal with that? I mean, we all do deal with that. I mean, that still happens in other cultures. Yeah. And it's just that we need to know, we need to have, we need to be united in some form of sort we need to communicate with each other and have some type of alliance with each other mm -hmm. right now we don't have a leader you know in order to negotiate with someone you need a leader right you know back in the day mlk he, he was the voice for the Af african americans um so that that gave negotiating leverage power so it you know the united states can't negotiate with us because we have the false sense that we're we're actually included in this system which we that was never made for us and we're not and so we don't have any leverage or negotiating power because who do they negotiate with they can't negotiate with all you know 20 some odd million you know african-americans and then like so like you was talking about earlier like you go to the grammy so it sounds you know it sounds like you probably hang up with a lot of like you know millionaires so, are they talking about that? Like, hey, we should come together and try to do something like that? Or is the conversation you hear? Yeah, it is, actually. You know, it, it really surprised me how many, you know, African-American celebrities and artists and other business yeah. people uh, that reached out to me. Uh, really, really surprised. And it's very supportive. You know, I'm not sure if... That, that that seemed really organic. So that's one aspect of it. So on the business side, man, I, I've been getting, you know, hey, do you need help with this? Do you need, need help with that? And which it really surprised me because you get that thing that, hey, we don't work together. It's not that we don't work together, which is which not organized. I think we need to organize. Yeah, I would say so. So um, what do you think is stopping us now? Like what? Just organization getting together, a leader. Well, we're yeah, we're, we're now becoming aware, you know, because with all these killings and everything like that, we we're now starting to see like, okay, we're not included, you know, right. the system don't work for us, and so someone just gotta you know come together and say, hey, listen, we need to, you know, come together and have some type of uh, allegiance and alliance and and have a and organize somehow. Every, every time, you know, we try to organize, it, you know, it, it gets flipped to a negative format, like uh, Black Lives Matter. So I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about any particular organization, but, you know, we have to organize a way that they can't flip a, flip a negative narrative on the yeah. organization. Like infiltrate it. Infiltrate yeah. It. All mm -hmm. right. I want to say thank you for coming through politics with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. Yeah, no doubt. Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Man, so SiamSmartphone.com. Check out our products. We have the Siam 7X, uh, the Siam Dual, second-generation dual-screen smartphone, and the Siam Cinema Pad, the 7-inch projected tablet. Check it out at www.SiamSmartphone. And thank you for having me, Paul.